listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterward. Here they are, Scott and Mike. He's a punk. Tom Brady is not to be trusted, Mike. Uh, look, everybody's <laughs> making him out to be Captain America and Mr. Hero. Isn't this the same guy that walked out on his pregnant girlfriend to start dating a supermodel? Isn't that the same guy that we're putting the Superman cape on? Isn't that him, Mike? <laughs> he can do what he wants to do right now. Yeah, I guess so, man. He is the uh, Super Bowl champ. We are uh, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent here at Red vs. Blue Friday Night Football. Wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Joined always by the Big Blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky. After technical difficulties last week, Mike, good to have you back, man. It's a new year. The season is over. And this is a special look-back show for Scout Fantasy. Yeah, you know what, Scott? Uh, the season is over, but uh, our our season is just beginning. We can't wait to uh, for the look back show. Uh, you know, when you brought that up to to me today, I, I thought, you know what? That sounds like a lot of fun. And you know, we're just going to look back on a lot of things that happened in uh, 2014, and uh, obviously the Super Bowl. And we're going to look we're going to look forward to uh, you know some other things that that are happening in leagues because. Let's face it, NFL never stops. Uh, I'm looking at some Roto World player news right now. And excuse me, but Josh Kastenstein on Twitter. The story says Joyke Bell, knee Achilles, expects to be ready for OTAs. Now, I'm going to screenshot this just so we oh, know wow. what this says. Because it says, uh, let, let me read you what it says, Mike. We're going we're to get to the recap <laughs> show. Hey, Mitch is in the chat room. Welcome, Mint. Bell had minor cleanup surgeries on his knee and Achilles following the season. He likely won't be 100%, but plans to participate in the Lions off-season program. Bell missed just one game last year despite multiple injuries. He signed through 2016 and should return as Detroit's lead back. That's courtesy of Roto World, powered by NBC Sports. Well, you oh. <laughs> look uh, – Obviously a mistake uh, by the Roto World team there. They're not perfect, but they are a great site for news. We can all uh, strive to uh, be as good as they are for news. But, yeah, that's got to be a mistake. I love Joyce Bell, by the way. Don't you, I mean, I had him on every Dynasty team, Mike, and that's what we're looking for now. We're looking for that, that yeah. next explosive-type player that obviously not the concussion history that Bell has, but we're looking for that explosive player that Dynasty players can find a gem in the rough, maybe a, a, a fourth pick, a fifth pick, a sixth pick. We know that the top players this year in dynasty drafts are going to be Gurley, Todd Gurley, 
uh, Melvin Gordon, what a monster year, and Amari Cooper. Yep. But there's going to be some other players that emerge yeah. in that middle first round that you're going to want that mid-first round pick this year. Yeah, there's going to be, Scott. And uh, that's the fun part about the uh, the dynasty uh, uh, season, so to speak. Uh, s- silly season, I guess you you could say. This is a time to uh, check out check out those guys because, uh, you know, once the draft hits, uh, because it's going to happen very soon, uh, you you got to be ready and you got to know what to expect and know what uh, know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, I couldn't believe I got Russell Wilson in the fourth round uh, years ago, but uh, things happen. So, what is your guy? Who is your guy that you want to take and uh, that you might feel like that might fall to you? And you just never know how long they're going to last either. One year it's Doug Martin and Trent Richardson, the next year it's Le'Veon Bell. You just don't know. Right how the year is going to shape up. Now the, all the rage is Odell Beckham. I mean, will it be T.J. Yeldon? Will it be Doriel Green Beckham? Maybe it's Marcus Mariota. Uh, Stephon Diggs, you know, so, so, who knows who it's going to be. Uh, Devin Funches is coming out. So, you know, there's lots of players that are uh, that we watched this year. I, I had Duke Johnson from um, Miami. I picked him up in a developmental league last year. I picked up Mike Davis. The South, you're an SEC guy. You know Mike Davis, the South Carolina running back. Yeah. He, he didn't have all that uh-huh. great a year, but he's still a nice little back that I think should go in dynasty drafts pretty early. So there's some good players this year. It's going to be exciting, and that's where I want to start us, Mike. Uh, last year, the Dynasty Football World Championship had a had a great first year. The, the, you know, going heading into 2014, we had 144 teams. We ended up selling out all the orphan teams and then doubling up our size to 288 teams. We're in the middle right now. Of, of of posting our orphan team. Look, it's not for everybody. Some people try Dynasty and they're like, "Whoa, I'm in over my head," and or "Whoa, I I I don't know enough about trading." And you know, and other people overextend themselves. We're we're classic Dynasty overextenders. If you play Dynasty, uh-huh. you end up with eight, nine, ten, eleven Dynasty teams. You're like, "My God, what have I done?" The responsible <laughs> thing to do is to bow out if you can't give it the attention it deserves. Find somebody that's looking to try Dynasty. They'll they'll keep that one team, but you've got eight, nine, ten, eleven. Don't get overextended. Don't do that. You, the goal yeah. is to never quit a dynasty league. I'll tell you this right now. I've never quit a dynasty league ever. Well, I've had yeah. one dynasty league fold because the commissioner couldn't keep the league together, and it was a shame because I look at that team and I love the pieces of it. The Antonio Brown, Demarius Thomas, you know those pieces that I had that I was like, oh, I got to give this team up. But I've never quit a dynasty team because it's a commitment. When you go to dynasty, it's a commitment yeah. to not only building for the future, no matter how bleak it looks, no matter how strong the opponent teams look, and they look like they're loaded for bear, and your team looks like it's rebuilding. That's the fun. That's the project you signed up for. So don't quit. Don't be a quitter, right? So yeah, okay. don't overextend. That's the first advice. Don't overextend. Yeah, Scott, and I, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, don't overextend is, uh, you know, that's the biggest thing. Uh, I, I'm in three dynasty leagues, and they're all with you and uh, uh, with Ramon Dow. And, uh, you know, it's great. Uh, Richard Cook, I mean, that's all I can yep. do. I mean, I'm not going to yep. do any more, and that's all I can do. And Matter of fact, and you've done quite well. You have, you have a couple. Of, you have a couple of dynasty titles. That's not easy to do. That's a twenty-four man league. You have. You have everybody at home. Mike has two dynasty titles. Yeah, and, and you know that's fun, but 
but the fact of the matter is that I'm a GM, but I haven't won in a while. So it's time for me to get things done. And like you said, rebuild. How do you rebuild? And uh, I'm going to go about it in a very conventional way, I guess you could say. Uh, you know, I'm going to do less trading and more uh, drafting. Personal story, I, I'm in that hyperactive five that you mentioned with Ryan McDowell. Uh, he, he's the commission, the Dynasty League football, Ryan McDowell. And and I had won the, the hyperactive five two years in a row, the first two years of the league. I had, I'd won it two years. And the third year in the offseason, I took a calculated risk. And I traded away Des Bryant for Julio Jones and a, and a late first-round draft pick. And I really like that trade for me. And I still kind of do, but, it, but I sure do miss Des. I miss those monster games. It's very hard to ever trade Des. And Julio can have those types of games. He's just not as reliable. That's the problem. He's just not right. as reliable. But, uh, look, it happens. And, and I was able – luckily, I won the the hyperactive three this year. I had no business winning that league. I saw that. Come on. I saw that. Congrats, Scott. Does, as a matter of fact, you were in uh, – you, you had things going in hyper two as well. Had it in. I had it. Yeah, had it in. I had it in all the hypers, man. It was a. It was a good year for for dynasty for me. Uh, another story I want to get to. Jake Locker, New Jersey NJ.com's Mark Eckel passed along a rumor that the Eagles have interest in free agent Jake Locker. Uh, what as a backup? Wow. They will move on from wow. Nick Foles, right? So, who who do you suspect will be the starter in? Philly next year? Is it a quarterback that's not on the roster right now? Is it a rookie coming in? What do you expect for, you know, what are they, are they going to make a big move and try to go up and get Mariota or something? What do you, what do you expect? <laughs> I, uh, you know what? I think it's going to be Nick Foles. Again, I think he'll be back. You're calling and, uh, Nick Foles. Yep. I'm calling Nick Foles, and they're going to bring, uh, bring Locker in uh, for a backup. Uh, it's got to be something. I mean, Kelly's not an idiot. He knows what's up, and uh, so does that entire organization. They're they're not stupid. They're on the cusp of something pretty good. So I I don't think they're going to do. They're not going to bring something in like Mariota or Mariota. It would be nice. It would be nice to see him make a move like that. I, I would like to see the Philly shake things up. You know they're moving on from Sanchez. I think they're moving on from Nick Foles. Yeah. Uh, so the question really? is, what do they do? It's, it's going to be very interesting. Eagles got a lot on the line. They've got a very talented team. The defense played lights out this year. You still have a tank, uh, something left in the tank for McCoy, obviously, and that offense. I mean, it's incredible to watch. So I, he just needs his Chip Kelly needs mm-hmm. that quarterback, that dual threat quarterback. Right, and plus the uh, the division. I don't think it's getting any better. I don't, I don't think Dallas is going to be any much better than what they are. Uh, Washington, I mean, the entire division, they're not going to get much better. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, let's go back to the recap. Uh, you know, the year started off 2014. It was a fantastic year for the Fantasy Football World Championships. And, you, and you know, look, that's where we – that's kind of FF Toolbox and FFWC. That's what we what we are here at, on Red versus Blue. And we were celebrating Glenn Lowy. The year started off, we're celebrating Glenn Lowy. Actually, before that, we're in San Francisco – at the Fantasy Sports Trade Association Conference, and we're accepting the awards for Best Live Event and the Mock Draft World Championship Rookie of the Year. So those were the awards that started off the year. The FFWC wins Best Live Event in the Industry, 
and the Mock Draft World Championship wins Rookie of the Year. Now, Mike, those were very special awards to us. I have them over here right on the wall. And right. they meant a lot to the growth and the eventual outcomes that happened here at FF Toolbox and Scout Fantasy when Scout gets involved. So being in uh, at the FSTA conference, winning Best Live Event, that was awesome because we drafted inside the sportsbook on opening night. And then to, to have that Mock Draft World Championship win Rookie of the Year, I mean, that was that was a great way to start the year. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, any way you uh, do something like that with a business like that, I mean, you you want to hit it with a bang, and it sounds like uh, you guys definitely did that. Well, look, the Mock Draft World Championship was fun. We Everybody loves to mock draft, and, and you like the simulator. And the simulator just gives you a way to practice, practice, practice. And you know what they say about practice? It makes perfect, right? And you just keep practicing, and every time you practice on a mock draft, you throw that team in, and and the eventual winner of that mock draft world championship was Matt Carpenter, which it was nice to see him get his shot. He comes out with his fiance out to Vegas drafting in the world championship, a kid that threw up five bucks to enter the mock draft world championship and then wins it and then gets the cash and the the opportunity to draft in Las Vegas with a penthouse suite and the airfare and accommodations and and the in the chance to be the world champion. I mean, the kid, what what an amazing trip. You know, most people look, most most of us average guys, you know, we have to have a real lucky uh wife and supportive wife to be able to jump out and go to Vegas and enter the world championships, you know. And for Matt, that dream came true for 5 bucks. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. And that, and that's a chance you take. And it's not a chance. It's you know, I don't want to call it a chance. It's it's really uh hey man, I've got a knowledge. Uh I wanna uh I wanna I wanna go about it and see what happens and uh you know, I have a firm belief that I'm pretty good at this and uh you know, let let's show the rest of the world that uh the high stakes fantasy world, the mid stakes fantasy world that you know what? I can do this and and that's what it takes for every individual out there. I don't know if there's many of you listening right now, but that's what it takes. Just a mid-stakes, boom. Just take that chance, boom, and go and do it. Yeah, very exciting for Matt to win the world champion or to, to win the mock draft championship. And then, then we're off celebrating Super Bowl, Super Bowl party with Glenn and Audrey. Glenn Lowy and Audrey, his wife, uh, fantastic to finally, you know, meet them, put the – put the, uh, you know, the face. We, we, I, I've known Glenn, but for him to be able to be with our team and get to know the team and then have the Czech Championship presentation out in Vegas and then the Super Bowl parties that ensued, I mean, just a great time. And Glenn was our second champion at the World Championship. And so it was, it's, a, it's, it's a, you know, it's a memorable thing. Right now that wall was very short. It was Matt Bailey and Glenn Lowy, and that's it. It's a very exclusive club. There's two of them. And they're both to be called world champions, and they'll and, and that'll never be taken away. And that was a, a great start of the year, Mike. And then while I'm out there in Vegas, I'm meeting with the My Fantasy League guys, and I'm having breakfast with them. And we had ran our software for the first couple of years on My Fantasy League, and then they let me know the news that uh, you know because we had put together a development request sheet. Here's the changes our players need. They said, Scott we're not going to be able to make these changes happen. We're not going to be able to improve our product for the world championship. We are, we've got lots of things going and, and it's just not something that's in the cards to get you where you need to be. And so we had to split ties with 
the software that's been known around the world that we've used for years, Mike, that I still use for 15 right. of my home leagues, but for the world championship, our players needed a little bit more. And that at that point, what a crazy year now I'm off to, we're off to, we're developing new software for the fantasy football world championship. And I got to admit it, I, I think it turned out pretty okay. Yeah, it turned out real well. I mean, there's been a lot of uh, updates and uh, uh, stuff to the software, and, uh, you know, it's very easy to navigate, and so uh, it's been a good thing. The software, I uh, I, I got to tell you, I, I kept myself up into a room for about a month and a half to, you know, where I didn't see the kids or the wife much because I knew that good software is so important to the fantasy experience and to the players. And if we didn't have it, the things were going to get really rocky for the fantasy football world championship. And, and, and I said, you know what, the, let's, let's make this easy, right? There's only a couple of things that the software really needs to do really well. All the rest, it can be worked on later, but it has to have right. a good waiver experience because waivers are so important. It has to have a good draft room, right? Those two things are, are, are paramount. And then putting in your starting lineup has to be easy and a little fun. It has to be easy to do and not, not clunky, not, you know, it has to be very user-friendly. Those three things, your waivers, your lineups, and your draft room, if you could nail those three, you have a chance to win your players over. If you don't, if any of those three are a mess, you're shot. You're dead in the water. And that was a lot of pressure. Right. Well, I, I got to admit, Scott, the first time that uh, I went through it, uh, I had a little bit of a, a tough time uh, going through it, but uh, you can always ask. I mean, just send something uh, to you or uh, the team and, you know, just say, hey, I'm having a problem here. What do I do? And then uh, go from there. And the team is immediate response, and uh, it's great because, they'll be able to say, okay, well, if you're having a problem with this, and that's what you need to do. And just made it so much easier, and uh, from that point, it was uh, so much fun and easier. By the way, before we get into too much here on the software side, did you guys, did you play in the playoff contest, the Beat Dr. Roto Challenge, where you just had to submit a lineup, one player per team? Can you believe that Dr. Roto won that thing? I mean, out of over 500 teams that we call a contest, beat Dr. Roto. I called him up today. I called him up and I said, Doc, we're going to have a contest where the, the goal is to beat you. And if they beat you, they win $20 of Scout Fantasy Bucks that they can use on anything they want. It's like coupons, right? I mean, we don't have anything that we can sell for 20 bucks. We have, we have $35 Scout Leagues, but $20, they're basically $20 coupons. And I was like, dude, this would be a great way for people to win some cash. He's like, he's like oh, no, I'm going to win. Uh, he's like, if there's, a, if there's a beat Dr. Roto contest, I'm going to win the thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. So just here's how it works. And he called me once and said, okay, wait a minute, how does it work again? And, he, and we talked about it, and he was like, okay, fine. Damn if he doesn't okay. win the whole thing. How incredible is that? I mean, there, there's a reason why we that's hired this guy. Stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, uh, the guy knows what he's doing, and, uh, you know, it's, it's great to have him part of, part, of the, uh, part of the operation, man. That's what it's all about. Have you, have you, met, have you met Doc yet? I have not. Okay. But I will. Yeah, you're going to have to. Well, and look, obviously you. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about him in a little bit because that comes later in the year. But 
we're still in software mode. We're full-blown software at this point. We're building our waivers and our draft room, and I'm feeling really good about the things that are going. So I start to stretch the envelope a little bit, and I'm like, you know what? I start to push it. I said, our players would like some innovative stuff, right? And, and especially guys like you, Mike, and, and, and some of our big-time players, BSOL and Mint and all the all the heavy hitters, the Chads and Santos and Kikas and all the, you know, Lowy and all the guys that have tons and tons and tons of teams. I said, you know, they need something to make their Sundays a little easier when you're ha- managing that many lineups. And so we came up with the idea of the My Lineups cards, that one page that has all your lineups, and you could submit them on all on one page and not have to go anywhere. I've never heard <laughs> so wow. many compliments and so many thank yous about any development in fantasy ever until we put together the My Lineups card, which put everything all on one page. I've never – I mean, that's pretty cool to, to be able to knock that out and accomplish that and then to be able to search for a player like, let's say, you know, uh, just, uh, Cedric Sh- C- Cecil Shorts. He's out. And you're like, oh, God, I got him like six or seven spots. You type in Cecil Shorts, and boom, only the lineups return that have Cecil Shorts in them. It makes it really easy to make a change on a Sunday morning when you've got 15 or 20 teams. <laughs> so that wow. helps on Sunday, the My Linus feature and then the My Teams feature where you can, uh, you can access all your teams from one spot. So the software, that was a big sigh of relief, Mike. I thought I, I, I lost a couple years of my life on, on that software just because it was uh, a lot of work. And, and in the middle of that, we're finishing up our software. We had won these awards. It was going into our third year. Dynasty had just sold out. And we get the call from Jim Heckman at scout.com and he says i want to talk to you guys and we need a fantasy site and your site keeps coming up on our radar and uh then the the, you know the rest they say is history right scout acquires ff toolbox acquires the rights to the fantasy football world championship brings myself and ian along uh for this amazing ride at scout fantasy and then they uh it's like a kid in a candy store mike it's it's given the kid in the candy store dad's wallet <laughs> and saying, what do you need? What do you want? Go get it. Let's do it. And, and you know, wow. What do you do with that, Mike? I mean, you, you got the keys to the kingdom now. What in the world? Now you, you, you're not restricted by budget and, and the, the small business mindset that we had and the grind mentality where we're watching every penny and we're, and we're, and we still are like that. I mean, but we're movers and we're grinders and, and just working our tails off every day, and, and all of a sudden somebody says, build the fantasy site and fantasy team of your dreams. There you go. That's pretty there incredible. You go. You develop- Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, is that a blessing yeah. or what? Yeah, you you develop it and uh, just uh, make it the best you can uh, and just keep moving forward. The first thing I said was we got to get we got to get the Red versus Blue show on, on, the, on the airwaves. You know that that has to happen, oh, and then that's what I'm talking about. we got we got, we got turned down. But still, I didn't get turned down on a lot of stuff. I said I want Doctor Roto. I want Doctor Roto. That's what I said. I want. I listen to that guy every morning on the Roto Experts. I listen to Adam Ronis and Scott Engel and Doctor Roto. I said I want Doctor Roto. I want to talk to Doc. I want to tell him about what's going on here at Scout. This amazing website. This amazing men's media network that's being built here. Everything from hunting and fishing and outdoor. NFL, college, sniper sites. I mean, we've got it all, right, Mike? And, and they want fantasy to be well, a big I'll tell you what. And so that was huge. Scott, 
Yeah, yeah, that that was huge. And uh, not to interject, but uh, if you noticed, uh, you guys need to check out Facebook every once in a while. I mean, there's something coming out uh, from FF Toolbox Scout. Uh, now it's uh, NASCAR and something. I mean, yep. there's always something out there. Uh, and uh, PGA uh, Golf Tour, I mean, there's always something yep. going on. So. Yeah, no, you're right, man. It's uh, right now the big deal, and I'll just I'll just interject right now before we go back to the recap of last year. But the big deal right now is baseball, and I know you're a big baseball guy, Mike. And so, oh yeah, uh, I oh, know yeah. I know you've uh, I know we've talked about this, but the big deal right now is our scout fantasy baseball draft kit, and this thing is loaded to the tilt. With every outlook, all 30 teams, all 30 teams professionally reviewed by the eighth best high-stakes fantasy player in the world, one of the best, Sean Childs, in-depth across the entire league, providing detailed analysis and context. So this is where you start to look at hitters and pitchers. Hitters and pitchers, Mike. And the information that that is coming out on here, uh, absolutely blowing me away. And I don't know a thing about baseball. I mean, literally, I, well, I watch you what know, you guys do, and I learn. I know I can't by watch. looking at what Sean's doing, it's it's an incredible content. Sean Childs is a he, he is a mastermind in the world of uh, baseball. No question about it. Uh, I, I've read his stuff, uh, and we talked uh, on many occasions. And I can't wait for baseball. I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, myself, Joe Dix. Uh, there's a couple others. Uh, that, you know, we're just ready for it. Dr. Brian Harwood, he loves it. And so uh, we're just, uh, we're waiting on, uh, we're waiting on baseball. But uh, let's get, get back to some football talk. Yeah, well, it's Mike Trout, Andrew McCutcheon starting off the draft. Then you got the best pitcher. Who's the best pitcher in your mind in fantasy, Mike? Clayton Kershaw, no doubt. That's right. Clayton Kershaw, starting pitcher for L.A., He's the yep. third overall pick in the at the ADP. He's the third player. Paul Goldschmidt at four. Miguel Cabrera at five. Giancarlo Stanton at six. John Carlos Stanton. Jose uh, Abreu. Yeah, John, John what, how, is, how is Jose Abreu still playing? He's the seventh best fantasy player. Are you kidding me? I mean, how old is that guy? Uh, Abreu? He, he, that's his kid. Oh, it's his kid. I was going to say, wait a minute. He's the seventh best player. Okay. Batista at eight, Adam Jones at nine, Carlos Gomez at 10. Uh, yeah, look, uh, I only see one pitcher in all that, and that's Clayton Kershaw. So he must well, be pretty good. Yeah. Well, the one thing about it, Scott, is uh, baseball, uh, Perry Van Hook, uh, you know, I've hooked up with him a lot, and uh, uh, Eric Balkman. Baseball is so freaking hard, but it's – so much fun. I mean, 162 games in 183 days. That's incredible. Yeah, so anyway, uh, it's out there. The content, it's unlocked for subscribers only. For members of Scout Fantasy, you get to enjoy the – you can print out every single outlook for Sean Child. He's releasing them uh, about one per day right now. So you're getting a new team every single day when you wake up in the morning to recap and he recaps them in depth every single player every single team it's pretty pretty neat stuff so go to scoutfantasy.com and you can check that out so 
get back to the hiring spree that we go on, Mike. Dr. Roto, Matt DeLima steps up in a big way as the editor-in-chief for Scout Fantasy, steps up from a writing and a content role to, to leading the, the content on the website, do, does an, a fantastic job. Uh, Larry Gold steps up and does a ton of fantasy content. He even helps produce the magazines for Scout, all of the fantasy content inside the magazines. Those turned out fantastic. Uh, a couple of other guys from the from the, Rusty Reeves and Mark Morales do an excellent job for content, and we bring in Tommy G for daily. I mean, what an amazing get that was! This guy literally wins. All you got to do is put in his lineup. He gives you his lineup every single night, and you put it in, and you win. Uh, put it in a fifty-fifty. Put it in a, a, a GPP. You win, and it's pretty cool. It you know one night of uh, playing Tommy's picks, and you've paid for your scout membership. We bring in Liz Loza, the FF girl, Talar Lostra couple of gals that know their fantasy. And then you talk about a couple of podcasts that we open up in the season. FF Magic Man, Micah James. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive on his Wednesday nights with Chris Vaccaro. And then Jim Day, the fantasy Taz on Thursday, getting ready for the Thursday night games. Mike, we have now three podcasts going on. So now the rears, the summer is really starting to hum now. This team's put together. The content's coming out three podcasts, and daily videos. And these videos aren't cheap. You realize how much money is being spent on videos so that you guys can watch videos every morning when you wake up and drink your coffee? I mean, that's fun. I like to watch the video every morning as I'm drinking the coffee. I mean, that's, that's what you want to do out of fantasy. And there's not a lot of sites that are putting out fantasy videos. So it's kind of cool to be part of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's got to make it fun and just keep, keep the excitement growing. Uh, Joseph Randall, there's news on Joseph Randall, Mike. Uh, Wichita police have dropped the <laughs> marijuana charge against Joseph Randall, but they're still investigating him on charges of domestic abuse. Why is it always got to be the Cowboys? I mean, Man, what, the Colts. What the? Colts have gotten into a little bit of a mess, but what is that? Look, I'm what a Cowboy. I thought, I, I thought. Go ahead. I'm a Cowboy fan, but this dude has. He has trouble written all over him, and I could just see Jerry going, "Well, uh, you know, he's a good boy, and he'll be all right. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. He's a good boy, and uh, he's he's part of the Cowboy team, you know. Yeah, he's part of the Cowboy team. I'm like, give me a freaking break. The dude is. I'm done with Randall. Done. Done. D O N who with an E. Who is gonna be the Dallas Cowboys running back? I want your prediction. Who's gonna be the Dallas Cowboys running back this year? Are they gonna be able to afford De- and keep DeMarco Murray or are they moving yes. on and they're gonna are they, and they're gonna make a run at Peterson? Well, the, the the first thing is they're gonna they're gonna sign Bryant. Um I I think yes, they're gonna yes. be able to restructure uh Tony Romo's contract and some of the okay. Defense, and uh, I think they're going to make uh, they're going to make Murray happen. You think you think Murray is a cowboy? I'd love to hear what the people in the chat room think about Demarco Murray. Will he be a cowboy? Hello. Hey, Scott. I do think Murray's going to be a player.
Okay, hoping everybody can hear me now. We had some technical difficulties. I think blog talk. I think it's about time we move on from blog talk. What do you guys think at home? Can you hear me? Is everybody in the chat room okay? Can you hear me now? Let's let's make sure we're back. Hold on, here we go. Let's back goes back to phone a friend. Yeah, okay, we're back. We're back. Okay, and we lose Mike at the same time. We lose Mike. Oh, the joys of blog talk radio. You know, I I think it has ran its course. I, I just really I, I really think it's ran its course. It's just not a reliable platform and it seems like we always run into some kind of issue. It just caught oh, Mike is back. Mike, I am. I think we're, we're we're all back on the air now. So you're back. I'm back. The 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 chat room is back. We're all back. Welcome back, Congress. <laughs> uh, they're 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 saying in the chat they'd chip in and get away from Blog Talk Radio. You know it's a shame because Blog Talk's been really good to us, but week after week there's some kind of difficulty that just causes everything to go haywire. I just yeah. I just don't know how long it's going to be in our future. Yeah, I, I know, but uh, our feature is the uh, next uh, 25 minutes. So, uh, so yeah, what's, that's all we need. So what we that's about? all we need, my man. Well, we're talk- look, we were talking about DeMarco Murray and Adrian Peterson, Mark Ingram, who's yeah. going to be the lead back in Dallas. I mean, for all we know, it could be Chris Johnson. CJ2K makes a comeback. Yeah, no way. Know. No I mean, way. No. I, I could see the Colts making a big splash in free agency this year to go get a running back. They've had some terrible, terrible luck with running backs. Vic Ballard, a couple of years in a row, out for the season. Trent Richardson, absolute bust. Ahmad Bradshaw, yep. great, but can never stay healthy. If they have that running back workhorse in the backfield, I mean, do you think they have that in Boom Heron? I, I, I think Boom Heron is it. Why, why, would, why would they need to shop elsewhere when Boom okay. Heron, he's already shown it? Well, let, let's let's put this actually to the metal, Mike. And this is what I think we all want to know at home. We want, want, want to make this clear here. What do you think Boom Heron is worth after what we saw in the playoff run? Are you a, since you think you're a, since you say you're a believer? First of all, uh, what would it take for you to sell Boom Heron in terms of rookie draft picks? What would it take for you to sell him? And what would you be looking for to what would what would you try to scoop him up for? Well, um, first well, off, I wouldn't want to sell him. Pick. Uh, probably not. To be honest oh, with okay. you, so you, I don't, mean, you, I, you don't think it, you don't think it's that good. I wouldn't give up a second round pick for him. Okay, no, you you would not give up a second. Would you give up a third round pick? Oh, I, would. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, oh, I mean, yes, yes, on. yes, yes, yeah, third round picks. No, no, not a big deal. We can, we can definitely do that. Third round. I wouldn't give up. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't give up a second round pick for Heron. Uh, I I think he's shown he's shown to not just uh, the organization but uh, Andrew Luck because the face of the organization right now is Andrew Luck at this point in time. And uh, you know Reggie Wayne I, is he coming back next year? I'm not sure. You know what's going to happen. T. Y. Hilton's Let's hope he's going to be right. And uh, but they're going to need a running back. They got to have a running game. I mean, Dallas has showed it uh, this year. You have to have a running game. Green Bay showed it. Um, of course, the champions, New England, they don't have to have a running game. But that's a different type of beast. 
But the bottom line is you have to have a running game to be successful in the NFL. I didn't think that that way uh, about a year ago, but I do now. You love that. That Super Bowl, no matter which side you were rooting for in that game, absolutely fantastic game. Oh, fantastic game. Had had me glued to my seat the whole game. I mean, the game was fantastic. Great on both sides of the ball. Do you realize? I don't know if you read my preview, my my prediction, but I'll tell you, I was dead on the money. I I got the result wrong, but I was dead on the money for how that game was going to shape up. I said that the Patriots would look good. I said that the Patriots would dink and dunk their way down the field. I said it would be Shane Vereen catching pass after pass and not LeGarrette Blunt doing anything. I talked about Russell Wilson being back there and making plays and Marshawn pounding it away. I thought in the defense showing up big for the, for Seattle. I mean, that was all it – was, it was kind of an easy script. But we didn't know how it was yeah. going to shake up at the end. And that was yeah. what was so <laughs> riveting to watch. Brady driving it down. Was. Scoring that touchdown with Edelman, who should have had the one before that. Uh, thoughts on that game, Mike? Just unbelievable finish. Yeah, it, it, it was an unbelievable finish, but an unbelievable a process to the finish. Uh, it, it was a really great game, and, you know, I, I feel really bad for uh, Jermaine Curse. Uh, the reason why I say that is because he made an unbelievable catch, unbelievable yeah, focus, focus, just to make that catch. And at the end of the day, uh, they're not talking about that. They're talking about, well, you should have gave the blunt. You should have gave the blunt. I mean, not blunt, but uh, Lynch. Um, uh, Marshawn, beast mode. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's kind of that's kind of lost in everything. Uh, there, there was a lot of plays that were made in that game that were just outstanding. Very few penalties. Uh, just a well-played freaking game. And – the bottom line is New England. They were ready for that for that play that happened when they should have gave it the beast mode. When they, when they should have gave it the Lynch, no. New England was ready because they saw the person on the field. Uh, is it Pete Carroll's fault? Mm, maybe. Uh, bottom line is uh, Marshawn Lynch was one for five over the course of the last uh, uh, the last year. This year. Uh, and one at the one yard line. So, uh, so you know, people are giving Pete Carroll down the road and this and that. You know, they made a play. They asked for a play. They tried to execute the play. It didn't work because New England was ready. Yeah, you know, look, it should have been a run. Period. Point blank. I don't care about one of five. That beast was going to score. He was going to score regardless, and we, I think we all know that. But I, I don't fault the play call. I mean, there's there's plays called always that uh, you don't expect in football, and the kid made a fantastic play. I've watched that play on slow motion. I don't know, maybe fifty times, just to see how fast he's reacting to Russell Wilson's eyes. Hey. And Russell Wilson yeah. doesn't. He 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 stares down his receiver, so it's not like. It was that hard. He was just on it. He was watching Russell Wilson. He was watching his eyes and watching his arm go back, and he starts to make his move, and what a what a play he makes. And, I mean, look, are you really going to throw the ball to Ricardo Laquette to win the Super Bowl? Is that really the right uh, thing? Well, like, yeah, hold on here, Scott. Those receivers. Hold on here, Scott. Believe, I mean, do you believe in Baldwin, Lockett, and Karras? Are those guys good, or does Russell Wilson just make them well, look good? 
All right, well, let me ask you a question. Are you going to let Chris Matthews carry you to that point? Chris Matthews? I don't even know who you're talking about. The wide receivers for Seattle? Are you going to let him get you to that point? Oh, what the heck was it? See, look, I remember this kid making all these plays. See, 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 that's what I'm saying. I thought it was Odell Beckham, uh, uh, you know, underneath the helmet. And then he was going to pull his helmet off, and it was Odell Beckham the whole time, you know, because he was making play after play. But you, is his name Chris Matthews, and is he a dynasty project that we should be looking for? I mean, it, he was the guy that came I up with the big, uh, the big play against Green Bay, right? He he came up with the um, – Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Kick. Recovered it onside. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, he did make so, big so you can't you, – you know, I think – First off, that was genius of uh, Pete Carroll to use that kid in that spot in a big moment. Say, hey, man, your ball's coming your way, so catch it. Well, the, I don't think I, I don't think Russell Wilson had much of a choice. There weren't a lot of receivers open. Uh, the tight end didn't get any separation all game. I don't think he got to catch Luke Wilson. The receivers couldn't. It was very hard for the receivers to get open. I mean, you got great corners on both sides of the ball for New England. Uh, and that's what they did. That's why they were there. You bring in Darrell Revis just for that reason, to be a lockdown corner. And so Russell Wilson had to look somewhere else. And he looked for a single coverage on a guy that he could beat. And, and that's what it, what he continually did over and over. Back to the season recap show. We'll get back to the Super Bowl. I've got some more thoughts on that. I know you do too, Mikey. Uh, the FFWC set a record this year from 330 teams to 456. It was an amazing third year of signups. Uh, the great draft room. We had our 10th year of Roto Bowl. That was a big thing go- that happened. Uh, we set records. Uh, right before that, uh, right when before we had out first for uh, LA, uh, <clears throat> Las Vegas, uh, we were told that Scout Fantasy had just set the single site record for subscribers in the history of Scout.com. And, I mean, you know, what a year, you know, just to cap it off and get ready to head out to Vegas and hear that in a short period of time from May to September that Scout Fantasy set a single site record. And we we had more subscriptions out of all their sites combined. All of their college sites combined, Scout Fantasy and FF Toolbox sold more subscriptions, and we did it with the preseason pro. The preseason pro package where we give – and it's a very simple. It's nothing. Look, this is, it's not detailed stuff like Rotoviz and Numberfire, that you know stuff that's kind of hard to read, you know, because it's so statistically oriented. This is the sleeper and the bust and the breakout player and the comeback player, and you get to read the opinions of some of the best high stakes winners in the in the in the game. And it's easy to read. It's easy to digest, and that's what you want. I mean, when you when you talk to your buddies, I mean, it's kind of nice to have that rolodex of guys that win a lot of money, and you just want to pick their brain a little bit before your big draft. Right. Who's the guy in, right. who's the, guy in the sixth round that I can get to get? It's going to give me first or second round value. Who's the guy in the second and third round that I should avoid? You know, that's the kind of stuff you want heading into your draft because that's the stuff that sticks with you that you kind of meld in with all of your opinions is the opinions of the people that you respect, like Chad Schroeder. I mean, they, they, they win for a reason because they're tuned in on certain areas and when you go to Vegas, and you've been there, Mikey, you know how it is. Everybody's kind of feeling yep. each other out. You want to give people that when you're talking to them something that they can use. You don't just throw advice around flippantly. You really want to give them something that you feel strongly about. 
fight this year, I told everybody, don't be afraid of Le'Veon Bell. That's why I won so much money this year. That's why I won in so many leagues. That's why you yeah. saw me everywhere at the, yeah. at the leaderboard. Don't yeah, be afraid of Le'Veon Bell, and don't be afraid to wait on your quarterback and take Ben Roethlisberger. I took Roethlisberger in every league I freaking could, and I took Le'Veon when I yeah. could get him every time, too. So, and see, and see, Le'Veon was a uh, he, he he's a perfect example, Scott. Uh, the guy was a beast. I mean, he was awesome. Scored multiple points, and uh, I was afraid of him, so I, you know, I didn't take him. The year kept going, and we ended up. Uh, I ended up lucky enough to win a King of the Beach seat. That was really cool to be at uh, down in the Atlantis of the Bahamas. Reca- uh, unbelievable experience there, trying to go for a million-dollar prize in fantasy. I never thought we'd see the day, Mike, a million-dollar fantasy prize. I mean, I know they had <laughs> that one contest a long, long time ago where the freaking contest defaulted on the winner. But a million-dollar prize uh, playing daily. The explosion of daily really hit hard again this year. They op- they bust the doors down. You saw them on ESPN, NFL.com, DirecTV. They spent millions and millions and millions of their investment dollars on marketing and advertising and trying to round up as many players as they can. And they still only put a dent in it. I mean, I think I've heard the numbers that they're up to like three or four million players play daily right now. Wow. And there's wow. 40 million fantasy players. So there's still 36 million people that are playing season-long fantasy that have yet to try daily. There's, there's so much more room for growth. It's incredible. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much they, I don't think it'll ever replace the fun and creativity that season long fantasy brings, right? Season long yeah. fantasy, uh, where else can you get a, a fantasy name like spontaneous combustion? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's some of your, some of your funny names, you know, what? where can you get the creative yeah. fantasy names and the draft strategy, the ADP, the study in the draft board and getting ready for your big draft, getting everybody together and drafting. You can't recreate that in daily. Daily is more of a pick'em game. A pick'em game with money. Legalize money in pick'em games. It's fun. Right. I love going for the big money. And I love having action every night in a fantasy game rather than just head-to-head, straight-up gambling. Mike, which do you like better? Do you like playing daily fantasy better? Or do you like the traditional Duke versus North Carolina, Duke minus six? Uh, I like both. I like both, uh, but it's the uh, it's the it's the get together of the uh, yeah. It's the get together, and you know we can't wait. I mean, we might only see each other once a year, and uh, man, and when we do, it's it's we talk trash. We talk trash for three four hours. We draft. We talk trash for a couple more hours after that. You know, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah, it's you just can't. I know they always talk about the you know the the dailies here and everything. And yeah, I think you should be playing daily as well. I, I think it's something you should enjoy if you like salary cap. If you don't like salary cap, you're not going to like daily. You know they've got a couple of other variations where it's pickums and the, things like that, but you're just not going to like it. So, but but the one it, but the one thing about the daily thing though, Scott, is uh, you know I, I'm I'm going to kind of promote the NBA a little bit. Is it yeah. it really is a lot of fun. I mean, it, yeah. it's a lot of fun to do and just, you know, just plug in your players and see what happens and, you know, you know, just plug it in there, see what happens. Play 50-50. Oh, it, 
Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. And, look, I like to make sure that when I'm playing daily, I like to take a shot at the big money and the GPPs. They call them the guaranteed prize pools. I had a guy call me from Scout this, the, tonight, and he was like, dude, I want to I wanna, I wanna start daily. What is a GPP? What, is, what does he mean? You know, and I, I'm explaining to him. I'm like, well, it's a it's a guaranteed prize pool. It's your, the odds are long, but it's nice to have a shot at those. The, the, the thing is right. that you have to remember that if you want to make money or if you, if you want to survive, you can't just play guaranteed prize pools unless you're Tommy G, but unless you really know the game and you have tons of time to invest in it so, and all the nuances that go along with it. So you have to play the 50-50s to be able to afford your shots. So if I play a, if I play a $30 or a $27 guaranteed prize pool tournament, I'm going to make sure I'm playing at least about $30 at least worth of 50-50 leagues on that night that I can cash as well and back up my $27 investment that I'm probably throwing away, but it'll be a lot of fun. Right. Because, you know, right. you anytime you have a chance up there and you're up there high on the leaderboard, you know, somebody makes a field goal and you drop down 50 spots. You know, <laughs> you're like, ah. Oh. So it is a lot of fun. I enjoy it. I, but, you know, I do like the traditional – I do like the traditional, uh, the lines, the spreads. Kentucky's got a tough game this weekend, man. Two games in a row. I think one of oh, these man, two I can't teams wait. that they're going to face, Florida or LSU, isn't it LSU or who is it, Florida and? No, we got Florida and LSU. Uh, I'll tell you what, Scott, I cannot okay. wait for these two games tomorrow. Uh, first off at 7 o'clock, uh, Louisville and Virginia. Virginia yep. bounced back. After they got the beat with their first loss, they come back and uh, they 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 beat North Carolina on the road, which was yep. huge. Uh, Louisville North or Louisville and uh, Virginia is going to be a fun game to watch because both of these teams uh, they can shoot well, especially Virginia, but uh, Louisville can defend like nobody's business. And uh, this game tomorrow night at nine o'clock, well, at it pretty much nine thirty. Kentucky and Florida. This is a trap game. I'm scared about it. So if Kentucky ends up losing, then they lose. It's no doubt about it that Billy Donovan has owned the Wildcats in Calipari. That's the one thing, right? I mean, haven't they won like four out of the last five or something ridiculous? Yep, four four out of the last five. And so – and uh, Kentucky has double – I can't believe I know a little bit of Kentucky basketball here. I can't believe it. Uh I know. It's not I a big know. deal. It's not a big deal if they lose a game. Big whoop. I mean, no, maybe, no, no. Maybe March matters. March it matters. Matter. Uh, yeah. March matters. And uh, by the way, Scott, uh, can can I say it's your house uh, for uh, Final Four? Come on now. Most, most people ask for some sugar. Most people ask <laughs> for some 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 creamer. <laughs> Yeah, you ask it to say, oh, of course you can, man. I got, a, I got a couch, I got an extra bedroom, I got anything you need, brother. Anything you need, be out. You know, you come for the Final Four. It's in Indianapolis, yeah, man. That's unbelievable. Well, but, uh, well, well the bottom line is, my sister and I were coming to the Final Four, whether Kentucky makes it or not. We just want to do the experience. Yeah, I hear you, man. This will be this will be one to go to for sure. You know the Louisville game though. I'm a little worried about this one. Louisville plays great defense. You're you're absolutely right. They go absolutely streaky cold sometimes, and it doesn't make a lot of sense because they do have some really good scorers on this team. I think the the problems start with how much Chris Jones likes to ball hog, and he's just not looking yeah. to pass 
first. If he would look to pass first, this team would be dangerous. This team would be yeah, dangerous well, because the, the comeback against North Carolina proved to me that this team has a little bit of something in them. Although they definitely got something in them, Scott. And uh, the the thing about it, Chris Jones, yeah, he can be ball college, but uh, man, I mean, I would love to have his hands on the ball when there's yeah. uh, six, seven, eight seconds to go. So yeah. you know, but he he makes stupid mistakes, but you know he's going to be fine. I mean, I love the way they're playing. It's a it's a great conference. Uh, I love it when they're playing uh, Virginia, Duke, North Carolina. Uh, it's fun. It's a, it's a gift and a curse. Uh, that's for sure. Spread on the game is seven points for Virginia. What do you think? Is that a? Is that a? What, what do you? What do you do with that? Are you? Are you? You're playing the cards, right? Yeah, I take Louisville. I take Louisville yeah. plus seven. Yeah, that's hard. But we, then again, we usually don't see. Usually don't see Louisville. But then blown again, out, Virginia. I mean. They were the second uh, – I mean, they were undefeated. They got beat. And what they do, they go on the road to North Carolina, and they won by double digits with no problem. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's our little college basketball segment. Uh, the rest of the year, we ended up with the payment transfer service with DraftKings. It's a really cool service. If you have money on account at Scout Fantasy, you can click the button and transfer it right over. That's a really cool service and kind of sets us apart. Uh, and then we have these $35 draft games uh, that launched this year. That's really fun. at Scout Fantasy Draft Master game. Just a little draft master. Get home from work, have a draft. That lobby, we're going to have that lobby up very soon, by the way, and you're going to be able to sign up for drafts. You're going to be able to sign up for drafts and be able to draft pretty much at all times throughout the day, not just in the evening. So, Mike, you'll like, you'll like to hear that because I know you work nights. You'll be able to – have a draft in Hell the yeah. morning and the afternoon. We'll have smaller drafts. We have we have plans for short leagues, like eight round drafts, twelve round drafts, drafts that are shorter that make it just fun to draft the best eight guys you can in an eight right. round, and then you're done. And might as well put twenty bucks right. on it while you're doing it. Put twenty bucks on it while you're doing it, and let the league play itself out and see what happens. Uh, we're gonna have some fun little twists like that, and then we did it. Then quick. we have a serious show. On Sirius XM Fantasy, Dr. Roto and Tommy G bringing you season long and daily. It's on every single night, Mike. Uh, for us to get a serious show cool. that fast, uh, as as hard as it is to get a serious show, for us to be able to get a serious show on every single night of the week is a real testament to what uh, Doc and Tommy do on that channel. I'm about to tune it in right now. They're going to be on the air in another hour. And so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to listening to those guys. Okay, uh, Scott, uh, just to recap the year uh, real yep. quick. Yep. yep. Just my perspective. I wrote a couple notes. Um, New England Patriots, they lost to Kansas City on a Monday night, and the sky was falling. And I got on to uh, Sports Talk Radio, uh, Colin Cowherd, uh, Jim Rome. Uh, the sky was falling. New England yep, was I done. I remember. It was it was over. I mean, you, you write them off. I mean, both of these reputable uh, hosts, which I, I still think they're awesome. I, I love Jim Rome. I love Colin Cowherd. But they they were all like, oh man, it's over. That happened to, against Kansas City on a Monday night. Guess what? They went on a roll. 
they went yep. on a roll. Not, not, not. You know, we've seen it before, but man, what a roll it was! And uh, they, it was just determination and drive, and and a yep. little bit of help from some uh, deflated footballs. But hey, that's what happens, you know. I mean, you 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 get you get the job done. Uh, this was the year of Andrew Luck. It was the year of Demarco Murray. It was the year of Antonio Brown. Yeah, and it Antonio was the year Brown. Of really. A tight endless league. The league was not tight end heavy this year. Jimmy Graham wasn't the difference maker that he's been in the past. Rob Gronkowski no. wasn't the difference maker. It it was really a year where tight end position kind of vanished. It was it, it was did. really dominated by the Antonio Browns and Des Bryant, Emmanuel Sanders, DeMarco was a great Murray player. But- but you got to think about the uh, running back position. I mean, DeMarco Murray, I mean, he he made a yeah. statement this year about Le'Veon how it's going to be. Le'Veon Bell, Bell absolutely. And, and Odell Beckham, both of those guys led a lot of teams to championships. Mike, yep. we're going to start it up next week with all dynasty coverage all the time, lots of dynasty stuff. So get your dynasty prep Sounds ready, like guys, fun. at Red versus Blue. Chat room, thank you for being here. Mint, BSOL, appreciate you guys. Dynasty starts up next week, my man, and the Dynasty Football World Championship orphans are on sale now. Go to the Scout Fantasy Message Board and get your Dynasty team. Mikey, we'll see you next week. Good luck to your Wildcats. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.